So today on the Wolf Brothers podcast, we have Kevin Lynch. How are you doing, Kevin? Very good, lads. Glad to be here. Cheers, and thanks very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. I, um, I first noticed you, I've seen you on uh, the Mark Toner podcast mm. previously myself. Um, and then I kind of looked at what you were doing um, with the coaching, and I've seen that it's deeper than the just the physical side of things. Yeah. So that intrigued me, and yeah, so I decided to ask you to come on so we could have a chat. Yeah, excited to be What I want to ask you first is, I've seen, it's like a slogan of yours, is it discover your true strength? Mm. So what is true strength to you? Great question. Um, I guess to me, like I've trained my whole life um, from a very young age. I played pretty decent level of rugby down here. Uh, got into that when I was 15 at a pretty good level and that continued until I was about 23. And then I moved into the CrossFit world. And I since I had a gym for almost seven years, CrossFit gym down here. Um, and I guess I closed that when lockdown happened and I guess that was the first break me and my wife ran it uh, so, so I guess that was the first break that I really had and I guess that gave me an opportunity to kind of sit back and address everything I was doing and actually just kind of sit back and analyse everything and I guess for me I understood that it probably wasn't the best place for me to be um, personally I guess I just kind of had moved on a little bit in my life from that aspect of things and yeah so I guess I moved into this side of things with the online coaching um, because the fitness world is very broad and there's a lot of especially with social media it's very diluted in a lot of senses and for me it was just important to bring and kind of I suppose show what my beliefs were when it came to all that so true strength is more than just the physical aspect of things I guess when people think of training or health and well-being that it's you're being the best shape that you possibly can or being as strong as you possibly can. And that's the the outer aspect of strength in my mind. You know, that's just something that's a given if you are going to be looking after yourself. But the true strength for me is, it comes down to your mindset on a daily basis, the habits that you, the habits that you create for yourself that allow you to essentially turn up as the best version of yourself, not only for you, but for your family, work, whoever it might be in your life. Um, but also most importantly to have that kind of inner strength in yourself you know it's it's the clarity and the understanding that it's the clarity and understanding that true strength is being able to conquer yourself nearly you know and that comes down to mindset whether that comes in many forms you know like breath work cold water meditation whatever it might be but I guess it's I like to try and introduce people to these aspects over time, obviously, I don't want to dive straight into the deep end, but for me, true strength is having an overall perspective of you as a person, not just the physical aspect, but all the layers underneath that. Hmm. Yeah, I think I, I understand what you said about not jumping straight into the deep end. It's that slow integration, maybe, so that there's no overwhelm, maybe, because the overwhelm can turn people away or or overwhelm people basically when they dive too deep into some of these practices too quick. Mm. Um, 
So yeah, I do. I under, I like that approach. Yeah, because it is a daunting thing. Like you know, if you're just going about your normal life and I'm talking to you about hopping in cold water and doing breath work or whatever it might be, you know, like for some people, just even starting the process of looking after themselves might be daunting enough without diving into that side of things, you know. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because did you want to say something? I was just going to say, I always, I think the physical is a great way for people to get into like looking after themselves, I suppose, because. It's the most normalized one at the moment anyway, like to going to the gym, like it's compared to maybe some of the other um, practices that you'll be doing. So I think, do you find that it's a good entry point for people that are looking to, you know, either just get in shape or just even get some healthy lifestyle habits going? Do you find they tend to go for like, you know, the physical first and then maybe the mindset stuff after and anything else? after that yeah yeah exactly and we're only have a call with all the lads in my group every tuesday evening and we we're kind of speaking about this last week one of the lads was recovering from covid it took a bit of time for him but he said as he said like the the physical aspect of things is is the key to everything else like when you get into the physical aspect of things you get that kind of positivity and kind of now you get your power back essentially like you know you get the good feeling from going to the gym and like understanding that good feeling is only going to lead into into other aspects and definitely like opens people into it a little bit more gradually rather than coming in from the other end yes 100 percent um what i was thinking there was there like you were obviously when you're in the crossfit world and that now i'm presuming so correct me if i'm wrong but were you delving much into the kind of mindset side of things or was it just pure um hard hard hitting kind of workouts yeah being honest um i was just all in on the training aspect of things i always knew there was another side to it um but be honest i was like our gym was pretty pretty packed to the rafter so i was very busy like i'd be in there from six o'clock in the morning till nine half nine at night so it kind of consumed me in a sense and i guess when i had that breakthrough of covid it gave me that kind of perspective to kind of look at other sides of that you know but yeah it was very much and it just continued for me i guess with sport it was always just my go-to like you know and for me to express myself for me to i guess release whatever was inside me you know whether it be frustration or growing up it was kind of like my crutch in a sense, you know, and that's something I've realized since, you know, a lot of work with that. And it's, I can now see that as good as training and sport and all that was for me, it was only kind of, I was leaning on that a little bit too much from that side of things that that's how I expressed myself. That's how I got my stress relief, if that makes sense. Um, so it wasn't until I had that break that I could really, sit back and actually see that you know because it's hard to see when you're in it as you probably know like you know but um so yeah sport was always my way of stress relieving you know i go into like a crossfit workout or a match or whatever being empty the tank on that so that that was kind of my my release you know i released enough in that that it brought everything down because i was that fatigued or whatever it be for me you know that's where I was going to go with that. Um, so when you had that break and you realized you were using all this as a crutch, mm. um, maybe to distract yourself a bit from some of that stuff, was there, was there anything in particular that actually started coming up for you when you um, 
started sitting back and taking that time to yourself? Was there, like, did you have to start to face things then? That maybe you yeah. were away from? Yeah, I guess I've done a little bit of work um, with Marks and Deirdre a good yeah, while back yes, because, yes. yeah, because I was in, that was before COVID happened, probably 18 months or so before that. So, like, I had a bit of a realisation about and addressed what, what, it. Sorry, I'm just going to jump in there. Was there a moment or something that happened that triggered you to go try do that work? Uh, to be honest, it was just how stressed out I was, how unhappy I was on a general basis, more so than anything else. Um, mm. Yeah, it was just more this kind of, I'm going to say, imbalance in myself. I didn't know what it was, but I knew there was something there. And, like, I almost nearly felt it was normal to be that stressed until I actually spoke to someone. And then I was like, holy shit, like, I'm so far out of my depth here that, like, I can't even relate or touch that side of things, you know? So... Like, that was quite a while ago, so it has been a process, but, yeah, it was definitely, definitely the stress aspect of things, anxiety aspect of things. Sorry, my dog is scratching on the door here. Um, anxiety side of things. You're letting um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> anxiety side of things that I wasn't even conscious of, you know, um, and it wasn't until I firstly spoke to Deirdre that that was awoken in me, and then, I guess, when I had that initial break with COVID, that it really... I would say I didn't have to really look after a gym. I was spending all my time at home with family. So it really gave me that time to sit back and and do the work on it, essentially, you know. And in the mean, even previous to that, I was starting to get into, or starting to get into breath wave, sorry. Um, pretty much about a month into COVID, I'd say, into the initial lockdown. With big run on our breath. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I was a gas man. Man, I'm sitting there. So you- you said that, say, playing rugby or even doing workouts, it kind of was your release of anything that was, you know, emotions maybe. And I'm just like wondering, is why was that a bad thing or do you think it's a, it was a good way for you to actually release those things? Um, or do you think it was just the unawareness that that's what you were using it for? Or what, like, what do you think on that? So say people are just, you know, what's wrong with them? Just, you know, going to the gym and smashing out sessions to release any anger or negative emotions. Um, I just thought, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, it's a good, good show. Yeah. Um, no, I don't see it as a bad thing at all. You know, like it was like rugby, essentially, I got into that like pretty seriously at a very young age and, was probably the thing that saved me in a lot of senses, you know, and um, like being younger, drinking and the rest of it and hanging around with all sorts, you know, it was definitely the thing that pulled me away from that because it gave me a focus. It gave me somewhere to direct all my energy. Like, like, I guess I'm pretty intense when it came to all that thing, all those things, you know, like when I was in, I was all in, you know, con- consumed me essentially, you know, I spent all my time training, like looking after myself, eating wise and, all that side of things, you know. Um, so, no, I definitely don't think it's a negative thing. I think it was, like, I guess back then there wasn't this knowledge, you know. Like, there was no one speaking about any of these things. And this is a much more recent thing, definitely in Ireland, that has been coming up, you know. So, I don't think there was any knowledge out there back then. And as a young fellow, you don't really care. Like, you know what I mean? You're just getting on with it and you're playing ball with the lads or whatever it might be. And I definitely don't think it's a bad thing. I think, if anything, it's a good thing because it you get to surround yourself with 
really good people. You get to surround yourself with like-minded people. You get to surround yourself with coaches who can kind of give you a different perspective as well, you know. And more importantly, like I got to travel to New Zealand, play the rugby over there, met incredible people. And that in itself opened my mind up to different ways of living as well, you know. So, no, I don't think it's a negative and I don't mean it to come across in a negative sense. It's just more, I guess, now I understand because I've gone a little bit further with this. So it gives me a perspective of why I was so dependent on that or so. Yeah, it's just about kind of maybe having balance. Mm. That it's not always um, such a such an all-in masculine doing, you know, and just having a being comfortable to be able to sit back and and rest and be and be comfortable with yourself, comfortable enough with yourself to do that. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, because you end up always being switched on, you know. And what I learned was that stress is addictive and it's something that I was addicted to was stress. I look for it everywhere and anywhere, you know, even if everything was like going well, I'd still find the stress somewhere, you know, whether it was there or not, it was just something that I'd look for, you know, that kind of nearly high, I'm going to say like, you know, rather than, as you said, like they have to sit back and actually just relax a little bit more, you know? Yeah. We, we live in a, we definitely live in a world where, I think sometimes success is rated on how busy and stressed out you are. Like, mm. oh, I'm so busy, I can't take that phone call. I'm so busy, I can't. Do you know, it's like, mm. it's just maybe not delegating time wisely because, and if if it is a, a thing, I I believe now, if it is a thing where you don't have time for socializing or connecting with friends or spending time with people because you're that busy with your business or your work. Maybe that works for some people, but personally, I wouldn't care how much money I was earning or what it was if I didn't have that time to connect with people and socialize and actually enjoy um, enjoy life and not be stressed out all the time by things. I just do feel that it's um, people nearly, it's nearly like a status people use now. Being. yeah absolutely and like like i felt clean into that like um like when i started off my gym for example like it was a really really small space it was super like community driven and then i moved into probably something three if not four times bigger than that and obviously the membership followed with that and you know there's like i say to my wife like you know i me in my truest sense was in the small gym and when i moved to the bigger gym it was, you're nearly just chasing the next thing, you know, but that next thing never comes, you know, because it brings its own issues and its own problems. And that's where you get lost. You know, I got lost in looking after so many people. Like I'm just a very, happen to be a very caring person and I give myself to everyone, but I look after everyone else. And like, the thing about that was I just left myself behind, you know, and it's, and as you said, it's nearly like the rat race, you know, you're just, Everyone says you're doing great because you're doing bigger things, but doing bigger things isn't necessarily the thing that's going to make you happy. Like what I've learned is happiness is inside you. You know, it's being being present. It's not chasing money. Like, like there's always more money. Money is always going to come. You know, but it's it's appreciating what you have around you is without doubt the most value and most important thing you're ever going to have in your life. Yeah, brilliant. I think it's such a it's a great lesson, but it's also like something I even still 
slip up with at times myself. I would have been similar. Like when I was younger, I was always trying to achieve more things, you know. Um, and I probably did put a lot of my like self-worth in achieving things. And I've went on a journey where I've realized that and, you know, I can be relaxed more now than I could have, but I still, I find myself getting caught up in pa- old patterns at times with like the business, like trying to, you know, it's, I think it is the balance, but like sometimes I get caught up in being busy as well, the same as what Daryl just said there, because that's like my default that I go to. And I'm like, I need to do more, as you said, chasing something. But then again, I don't take enough time all the time to just sit back and realize like, okay, I'm doing enough, you know, or it's actually perfect as it is right now. And if it grows, happy days. But it's actually just making sure I'm putting myself first and my enjoyment of my days as well. But I just think it's, it is a hard thing to like consistently do for me because my old pattern just wants to, you know, achieve more. So I think, how do you like find that balance yourself? Like, you know, when you might feel like, oh, I could be doing more and like, where, where's the balance for you or how do you like plan, plan that out? Yeah. Like, I guess, yeah, it is. And especially when you're passionate about things, you know, it's very easy to just run with it and, and keep tra- and keep like expressing yourself in different ways or whatever it might be. And I guess for me, like the thing I used to get caught up with was like I'd write a to-do list for the day and like, you know, you could have 10 things on that to-do list, but like, like what's, I guess it's about narrowing that down to what's the most important things to do today, you know, because I heard a, a good quote there a few months ago. It's, um, I actually have it here. Was it? Work like a lion, don't graze like a cow. And I guess, you know, when you're passionate about something, like you could spend all day because there's so many different things you could dive into. But it's about kind of setting yourself time periods to get things done. And for me, I think I feel that that's the best thing to do. Like I'll set myself a 30 minute clock or a 50 minute clock, whatever. And I'll go as hard as I can on it. And then I'll have a break, head downstairs, spend time with family, whatever, come back up and just kind of engage in that sense because. I could, like, I could spend all day up here, you know what I mean? You could sneak away there, and I've done it in the past. I've snuck away to get a bit more work done. And it's not work when it's something you're passionate about, you know what I mean? It's just, you're just doing a little bit more of what you love doing. But I guess, like Darren said a while ago, it's just about understanding that balance and when you need to step back. And, you know, I guess it's about controlling your energy because it's so easy to go and give everyone everything. But, like... Like I've learned the hard way that that only ends up in burnout. When you're burnt out, you're useless to everyone. Yes. So I think just yeah. We we were doing a workshop with mm. teachers once, and there was a triangle. Okay, on each side of the triangle, one was um, rating yourself out of ten on how willing you are to look after others, how willing you are to look after yourself was another side. And what was the last one? Um, how willing you are to allow others to look after you. Yeah. And the looking after others, everyone, 10 out of 10. Looking after yourself or willing to allow someone to look after you, nearly zero. And it's like, it's such a, for whatever reason, it's the way a lot of societies have become that it's selfish to to give yourself the time. Or that, not that it even is, but people have this belief that it is or that they feel selfish, like taking time for themselves. Like for example, the teachers were like trying to give all the time and effort to the students. But I think 
if you actually step back from that and have some practices for yourself to look after yourself and step away from the students, you can come back then and be there more for them. Mm. Because I, if we're not in a good place, like myself and Cormac, if we're not in a good place within our own lives, we can't go in and chat with the students, mm. you know, because we're just giving off a bad energy. Do you know, we're going in with, we need to look, you need to look after yourself, I believe. Look after yourself first. And that alone will, like for you even example, like spread out to your clients. Mm. You know, it's like taking that time, making sure that you take that time to yourself to do whatever it is to give yourself focus, energy, motivation, clarity. What, Kevin, practices, or do you have any certain practices that you do daily that um, that you do daily? Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, like, everything you're saying there, like, you know, that's literally what I speak to all my lads about weekly, about being selfish with your own time, because mm. if you're not selfish for yourself, then you can't turn up the way you should for everyone. You know, and it's it's definitely as men, it's something that we're very slow to do. Like we always feel like we have to be looking after everyone else. And it can be quite hard to do is to take that time, you know. And for myself, yeah, like every day I'll take my time to train in the morning. Well, most days of the week, I'll take that time for myself. I try and do some form of breath work or meditation, whatever it might be throughout the day. I get out for walks as much as I can. Uh, with the doggo just to get out and about and get out of the office um, and other than that just things like look like making sure I'm sleeping well make sure I'm drinking plenty of water make sure I'm eating good food mm. like they're just the things I do because I know by looking after those aspects of things it allows me to control my energy as best possible you know and then there's loads of small things like not being over caffeinated like from past experiences not not stressing myself out over every little thing within the day. And like we already spoke about, you know, setting a to-do list, but making it realistic. You know, there's a lot more to be taken from having three things on a to-do list and actually doing the three of them really, really well, rather than having a list of 10 and only getting three or four of those things done, because then that in itself creates another stress mm. on yourself. Definitely. But, yeah. And like, as much as I can, I get into cold water just because I enjoy it. I enjoy the presence of it, how it makes me feel. But yeah, they're just the, the general things that I do really, you know, and I try not to, I try not to make them a stress writer because it's very easy for people. Like we all have busy lives. It's very easy to want to do all these things, but like whatever way the day is going, if I can't get them in, like I'm not going to worry about that because it's very easy to, to try and, have too many things on your own list to look after yourself. So even if it's doing something three or four days a week, then that's what I'll do, you know? Um, but yeah, other than that, like I do the breath wave on a, on a Wednesday. I do that every Wednesday and yeah, that's, that's pretty much me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Not, not trying to do too many things either because I think me and Daryl mentioned on the last podcast, we'd be guilty of that as well. Like, having too many practices and then you're nearly feeling stressed if you don't get to them all, which is defeating the whole purpose. Yeah. But it's like what another job to do instead yeah. of actually just like something you want to be doing to feel better. Um, so I'm still working on that too. But um, just maybe on the, the breath wave, what what kind of keeps you going back to that? For Like, do you find it 
a good thing to do once a week or or what do you get from those sessions? Yeah, um, I do it once a week. I generally try and do the live call on a Wednesday. And if not, I'll try and hit the recording of the weekend. What do I get from it? Um, many things. Um, firstly, just it cre- really creates a space where I know that I can just purely focus on nothing else other than just breathing. Because mm. like as a it's take like I'm doing it about 18 months and just taking that time for myself on a weekly basis and it just makes me super present you know as much as we don't want to be stressed and we do everything we can in our lives to to not be stressed and let the day-to-day kind of catch hold of us it does in some form regardless you know it might just be particularly busy few days or something might have came up but when I went to Breathwave like I'm instantly calm going in there. I know what I'm going into. I know exactly the vibe that it's going to be. But just doing that breath work for the hour just gives me a different level of presence in myself, you know, and, and it varies week to week. Some weeks things come up that kind of will change my thought process or it might be something that's in the back of my head that will like clarify things for me that I can bring into bring into myself whether it's work related or whatever it might be it just brings so many different aspects but just giving myself that headspace alone just really gives me that kind of even if it's a weekly check-in you know like it just really brings me back into myself and then I can bring that into the next three four five days whatever it might be you know but it, it just makes me a lot more conscious and aware about being present you know yeah, I, I find the, the exact same that presence is is so powerful and I think like I I was doing the Wednesdays as well and sometimes if I don't make that I'd even do it myself um, with a bit of music but I think it's great to have that as you said every week or whatever because stress inevitably inevitably I can't say that word <laughs> stress is going to build up and like sometimes you feel like once you have a real big insight into like, ah, there's no need to worry about all these things, you know, and just go with the flow. But you still, it catches up in you after a while. So it's just having that consistent practice for me. And I actually like enjoy it so much. I get so much from it as well. Like you said, insights and like ideas and things just come up and I like realizations. I'm like, Jesus, why am I doing that kind of thing? So I got so much healing from it as well that I actually started um, studying to be a breathwork instructor myself because I think it's one of the best ways I could help people is by actually just helping them reconnect to themselves and get present and then feel those emotions or whatever thoughts that are coming up, you know? Um, so it's, yeah, I just think it's... Yeah, it is. It's massive. And, you know, like when you're consistent with it, I think is when you really get the the big benefits from it, you know? Like, as I said to Rona, it's changed my life in a lot of senses, you know? Mm. Like kind of consciously trying to bring down your stress levels and changing your lifestyle in certain aspects is going to help in one way. But for me, that just opened up a different part of my brain for myself, you know, and it's opened up my mind to different things. And it's just, it's like genuinely changed my life to, for those reasons, you know, as you said, being present, because uh, meditation is good, but I don't feel like meditation gives me the same level of presence if that makes sense you know it's, mm. it's like a daily check-in but that it's at a different level and i think as ronan said before it's, it's like meditation on steroids you know and, mm, yeah. and it is like it really brings a different level to the whole thing 
Yeah, I, I was doing it there. Like, I was doing it every week for quite a while. And then I stopped for a little bit. And I remember one night deciding to go back to it. And it was about halfway through. And it was like a mixture of the music, Ronan talking, and just knowing, like, I'd seen at the start a few names that I knew. Um, and just the whole thing combined, like, the gratitude that I felt was next level. Like, pure emotion. I was getting so emotional. And, like, like I've met Ronan a couple of times now, and it's even more powerful since I met him because I kind of feel like I know him a bit. And, like, I think he's one of the funniest people I've ever met. I don't know what it is about him, man. I cannot think about Ronan and not laugh. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, it just brings a, a whole new level to it. And I remember that particular session. The gratitude was just out of this world. And I was like, it's just knowing even that everyone else is breathing at the same. I know everyone's breathing at the same time always. But doing this conscious breath together, you know, Um I was out of this world. Um, yeah, but, it, it is like even doing that, like knowing that there's a hundred and however many people there, you know, like we're communal people and it, you do feel that kind of, as you said, the kind of everyone's consciously breathing together. Like you do feel it. And like, you know, there's days you come out of there smiling your head off, like yeah, yeah. days you come out of there where you want to fucking probably cry a little bit. There's days you come out of it like dancing around the room. It just, Depends, but like that's what I mean. Every week is so different, and yes, I think what Rowan says, you know, whatever comes up is what was needed for you. Like you know, yeah, I truly believe that no matter mm-hmm. whether it's um, hard to look at or hard to face, or yeah. it's yeah, it's always a, your body knows somewhere deep on a deeper level. Your body knows, and I think the breath wave helps you uh, tap into that. Yeah, and it just right. brings it out for you. Um, but on another, unless you don't know, you want to say, I was going to ask about. No, not on the breath. So, yeah, I was just wondering. Um, like you mentioned a couple of times, you had a call with your lads. So, yeah. have you created some sort of community with that? What you're doing? Yeah. So, I guess all the lads on my program were on a Facebook group. Um, uh, I guess as an accountability aspect of things initially, uh, for us to check in. It's where I can upload videos speaking about different subjects, whatever it might be. Um, and then every Tuesday we hop on a call and it could be like a training depending it could be like sleep related nutrition related whatever it might be um, but then you know like last week we just hopped on and it was open house you know it was just Q&A lads just asking away questions and it's all well and good for learning those aspects of things but like the most enjoyable thing about it is isn't anything that I this is what I enjoy most out of it isn't the trainings or anything like that it's the conversations that arise from the lads, it's all men I, that I coach, right? And generally kind of 30 plus up to 40 odd. And the conversations that come out of it, to me, are some of the, the best aspects of it. You know, there's lads, as they've said, like their their worlds and their minds have been opened up. They're trying things they'd never even think about doing. They're having conversations, like pretty deep conversations that you wouldn't just have with your general friends, like uh, for most lads. And it, for me, that's some of the greatest aspects of it, you know, is that they have a, like we just spoke about, with breath being a community, having like-minded people in the same place. Because generally, like, in life, like, your partners or whatever don't really want to have 
many conversations about training and nutrition or mindset or whatever it might be, generally your bodies don't give that much of a shit about it. So it's having somewhere that you can go and just know that it's an open book and everyone's everyone's open to having whatever conversations may arise. You know, we've spoken about breath wave and meditation and the rest of it, you know. Um, so, so yeah, it's a nice little, uh, nice little community there. Yeah, that's, that's deadly because there's so much more to to learning about yourself by being in a group like that. Especially, like, I'm sure it could be the same with uh, women being in groups together. But when men are in groups where it's just men, because we, we do men's circles down in the forest here, and when men are just with men, they, they do drop some of them barriers that they, or those defenses that they might have up if 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 women are around mm. not a bad thing but it's just people put on a show when the opposite sex is there um no matter how open or you might think you are i feel that no matter what when the opposite sex is there something comes up or something mm. changes mm. do you know it's probably just a natural instinct and we can't help it but by just separating for those times creating those spaces where we can just sit and chat and about anything like the kind of stuff you said, you won't just chat about to your buddies. And even if it's the same men in a different setting, you mm. probably wouldn't talk about those things. It's, it. it's creating the space mm. for mm. the conversations to be had. Um, yeah, it is. It is creating that safe space. And you know, whether there's like definitely when there's one there, it creates a different atmosphere. It's probably, as you said, it's just like being the jungle, you know, all that kind of aspect. Yeah, of things comes out, like your instinct. <laughs> yeah it is you know and even with lads if you just throw a random group of lads together in a room like it's gonna be the same thing everyone's gonna be sticking out their chest and like eyeing each other up it's not until you give them a safe space to come where they know that they can let their guard down you know and i think that's the that's the magic with it really like yeah mm, definitely and just on the physical aspect of training um what would you be kind of recommending i think i was looking at your your Instagram and it's you seem to be talking about how to make it more of an enjoyable process rather than you know like you can't go to the well every day and expect to keep coming back for more it's just going to burn out so like how do you I suppose like coach people in that sense on like the best way to go about your workout and kind of make it into part of your lifestyle yeah I guess like the most common thing I hear with lads on calls is is that they go to the gym majority of them don't really know what they're doing they'll pull something off of the internet they'll go in and do that um, or other people will just go in and give it absolute socks every day and I guess it's about balance with that side of things you know and I like to try and educate the lads as much as I can like I have a vast experience with training I started lifting weights when I was about 16 started really lifting weights when I was 17 when I got into a different level of rugby um, so there's many ways to train you know there's many ways to skin a cat but I guess from my experiences and the things I've learned over the past and all the courses I've done it's just about educating them on why they're doing things you know people go to the gym and do movements but they don't know why they're doing them you know or they'll go in to do the things that they they want to do whether it's arms and bench press whatever it might be but you know I'm all about balance in every sense and it's not just about being big and being strong and like looking well in a t-shirt and for some people it is but the people I like to train are of a different age 
and like we've all been like that when we we're younger, being lads like. Um, so it's about obviously getting stronger, but while you're getting stronger, it's about creating different ranges. So creating mobility aspect of things because like the majority of people are sitting at a desk these days or drive to work in their car, this is a desk all day, they drive home, they sit in the couch, whatever it is. So most people spend all day sitting down. So all the lads in my course, for example, like a big thing in there is everyone's going to touch your toes at the minute. And like, that's just a, a set standard essentially that we should all be able to do, you know, because if you can touch your toes, it's going to create pains in your body or tightness in your body somewhere else, you know, whether that be your hips or whatever it be. And for me, it's about making people pain-free, making them stronger, making them mobile. And my perspective on this is that I want to be able to train into my 60s and my 70s. And like, that's my goal. Like I've killed myself lifting heavy weights, um, especially with crossfitting. It's just something I chased really hard. And like, I was really, really strong, but I was also very limited. Like get out of bed in the morning, I could barely pull out my socks. You know, I'd have to spend half an hour, 45 minutes warming up to be able to do anything that I wanted to do, you know? And that's, I guess, what I've learned. And that's what I see a lot happen in gyms, you know, as people just go in and they just try and lift the heaviest weights that they can at all times because they feel like that's progress. And then they end up in a game of chasing numbers as in the numbers that they can lift. Whereas for me, it's not about chasing the end number. It's about building the biggest base you can. And then when you can build that big map, big base, then that will lead you into other aspects. And that's where you can start kind of progressing towards heavier weights. And But it's all about an education. You know, it's not just, it's not just going to the gym. There's, there's a lot more to it than just going to the gym. And it's understanding, I guess, I guess understanding why you're training. And for me, that's, the biggest thing, you know, and I, I work with a lot of people who are trying to, like at the minute, a good few lads who have sore knees have been told, older lads who have been told to get knee replacements and uh, I do a lot of work with them to to prevent that from being the case. Um, so like, and even on that side of things, it's just lack, a lack of education. People don't know anything, you know, they don't, they don't know enough to protect themselves, you know. Um, so I, I don't know how to answer that, but that's pretty broad. But <laughs> yeah, that's good. It's like, mm-hmm. Building a solid foundation, like a house, basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, because, again, with social media, it's very hard to understand where you want to go with things, you know. and um, Yeah, there's just too much, too much stuff up there. They're really... Yeah, it's diluted, like, you know, and social media will, will do that. So it's just giving them um, a platform to learn from and making sure that they're training in a way that will give them freedom back in their life more so than anything else, like, a lot of lads in the course have kids and that, and they want to be able to play with the kids on the floor, chase them around the place, throw them up in the air, whatever it might be. And a lot of people can't do that, you know, because they're in too much pain or they're not fit enough in those aspects of things to, to do so. And I guess, like you were saying there a while ago, you know, if I'm not going to kill themselves every day because people want to get fit and they'll go in and they'll kill themselves in like a cardio workout or whatever it might be. But like that's not necessarily going to get you in better shape, make you any fitter. So it's just understanding how to approach all aspects of general health and fitness. Mm. Yeah, I think that's it. Sounds like such a valuable service to have because I think, like even myself, I get caught up in trying different things. And like Daryl's a personal trainer, so I usually just watch or ask him, but. I like do workouts with them, but so I don't have to think about things because it's not really my area of expertise. Um, 
but I do find myself like there's so many things I kind of want to do. It's hard to know like how to build some, as you said, foundations and actually like work on all those aspects like mobility, strength, um, whatever it is, flexibility. So um, yeah, it sounds like such a, I think it's would be so useful to have someone there just to bounce, you know, questions off and help build that sort of lifestyle workouts where you're just, you know, enjoying the process and constantly improving. Um, yeah yeah exactly you know as you said there like it also takes away part of the stress of going to the gym you know a lot of lads get stressed out because they're going in there they're not sure what they're going to do they'll either use equipment that's free or just do the thing do the things that they're comfortable doing but that's not necessarily the thing that's going to help you improve in whatever aspect you know yeah what what kind of questions would you ask someone now if they came to you looking for coaching what would be the is there like a couple of tests that you do at the start or is there certain questions you'd ask? Uh, before they were to join my program, is it? Yeah. Yeah, generally I just um, ask them what their current roadblocks are, why they can't get to where they want to be, what's holding them back. Um, and that brings up a, a big array of, of answers really, you know, and that just asking what the roadblocks are opens up pretty much everything, you know, and, but they might speak about one aspect of things like they can never lose the weight they want to lose. And it's, I just ask them, like, I understand that. And then we go into that and I'm like, why is that so important to you? And then, you know, you get a bit deeper with them. You get a better understanding of someone then rather than just, I want to lose weight. Cool. Well, you're going to do this. It's understanding why that's important to them because then you can dig out what their why is, you know, and that's, and again, it's just breaking down boundaries of people, you know, like, like it's easy to hop on a call here and have a bit of a guard up. But it's you asking questions is the thing that allows you to get into my mindset a little bit more, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's asking them what they want and why they want that, why that's important to them, how that's going to affect them long term, where that's going to put them in three, four, five, six months down the road. Um, and then after that, I'm just asking their goals. And again, same kind of thing. Like, why is that why is that particular goal important to you? And it just gives me a deeper insight into them, you know, because I don't I don't just I don't want to work with everyone and anyone. Like I'm yeah. quite protective about who I leave into my community as well. Um, because I think it's really important, you know, someone has to be the right fit. They have to have a particular mindset that they, they're willing to challenge themselves and kind of be open to learning new perspectives as well, you know, and it's kind of making sure that it's the right person as well. Mm. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, you just brought up something there about challenging yourself. And I was just wondering, is there anything you do yourself to to challenge yourself because I know we we like to do the odd challenge ourselves because sometimes you feel a bit stuck in a rut just can you know doing the the workouts and it's nice to kind of push yourself is there anything you'd you'd do now yourself yeah like I'd be a big fan of like monthly challenges I like kind of challenge myself in that way and it wouldn't like it varies like I've done a thing there for years ago is no fix November where I went off all stimulants that was like coffee, sugar, carbs, anything. Basically, I was just eating like as clean as possible. So, you know, I like doing things like that just to learn about myself, why I depend on things. Um, like more recently, I've just done a carnivore month there for January. Mm. Um, How did you find that? Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, actually, to be honest. Um, like numerous reasons. Um, like, But the biggest one would just be my energy levels were a lot more consistent and um, every day and that was just meat then just meat no meat. Veg. 
No food? I, no, I didn't really eat any veg. I'd have dairy as well. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. But, like, I gave up coffee through that no-fix November. Gave that up for the month. I ended up giving up for two years um, because I was quite dependent on it. Um, and then other things, like, you know, I spent the month uh, learning... I could juggle before, so I just went back and spent a month spending five minutes a day juggling. Um, and now this month for February, I'm doing progressing with handstands. So I just want to improve my handstands. So I'm just going to do that every day for the month. Mm. And, you know, it's only a few minutes. It's not like I'm dedicating a, a big mm. part of my day. It's two to five minutes. Like, you know what I mean, it's nothing major, but it's... It gives you that solid... Yeah, it's, it's giving you that, like, consistency with something, though. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's time accumulated, like, you know what I mean? It's just, you learn a little, something small every day, you know, whether it's whatever it might be, depending on the skill, like, but, yeah. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of monthly challenges, mm. like this one now as well, and I'm not going to do full freeze, breathe, but I'm going to get in the cold water every day. Now. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, I, do you know what? That's funny you said that. I'd actually said I was going to do that this year. Go yeah. start that today, you know. Have you yeah. ever done that before, the full 28 days? Uh, I thought last year with a good few of the lads we built up a big crew down here um, so it was me and a few other lads now we're going to do it every day again in the um, uh, when I have a tub in the back just for convenience um, yeah. more so than anything but yeah I think challenges like you know they are important they are to challenge yourself to learn about yourself in different ways um, like might be what your triggers are or like if you're so dependent on coffee or whatever it is you know, there's nothing ever as bad is going to come from challenging yourself. You know, it's just bringing yourself to a different headspace and a different level of learning about yourself. Mm, definitely. And if there's anybody listen, listening, Kevin, that was wanting to get moving, basically, get starting to start some sort of exercise some sort of mindset stuff was is there anything in particular that you think is a good way to get themselves into this kind of thing like for someone who say perhaps isn't doing much whatsoever what would be a good starting point yeah i guess like that's broad enough in a sense but if it's someone that isn't doing anything spends the majority of the day sitting down and doesn't really know like the types of foods to be eating, not only to, to lose weight or whatever it might be, but just to put themselves in a better headspace mm. more so than anything else. Like the first thing would just be to get out and move for 30, 30 minutes a day, you know, whether that's a walk or sitting on a bike or generally getting out into the sunshine or out in the fresh air is probably the best place to start, you know. Um, again, everything has to be gradual. It has to be, the way I look at it, it has to be something that you can make part of your lifestyle. And that's the most important thing because that's the only way you're going to be able to do this long term. So if it's moving for 30 minutes a day for 30 days, you know, that's step one. Then in month two, you can start bringing in drinking a liter of water a day if it's something that you don't do, you know, or it might be leaving off eating sweets or sugars or whatever sort for two weeks, you know, and after two weeks, you're generally going to be a lot more comfortable with that. And that's how I get my lads to do it is it's kind of two week stages, you know, and when you feel like you're pretty solid with it, then you can move on to the next little phase. But it's it's all stepping stones, you know. One leads into the next. And when you like, if you can do thirty days of thirty minutes walking, like you know, you have a different 
belief in yourself then at that point and then you know you can do the next thing and it's just building those building blocks essentially yeah because i think i notice a lot of people stop themselves because they're overwhelmed by thinking of how much they have to do that is a i think what you said there is a fantastic approach because it's simple and it's again you stick to something for a month consistently and like you said, that gives you a new belief in yourself. Mm. Because with any of these practices that we've spoken about, or that we talk about consistency, that one word, that's the most important thing is consistency. I think anyway. Yeah, it's everything. Like, you know, you won't last, for example, you know, in the program, like that, I've encouraged him to get his walks in. I think he's doing four a week at the minute, you know, and it's, Yes, you build uh, the belief in yourself, but you also see the benefits of it. And I'm big on small daily victories. The small daily victories accumulated over time are what are going to get you eventually to where you want to be. And then you don't need a motivation, essentially, you know, because mm-hmm. by you having a victory and having that little win for the day, you can bring that into the next day, you know, and it's just, it's just acknowledging those things. You know, I think we're all good for being busy and doing things, but we don't, generally necessarily acknowledge what we've done in a day either you know that's a great point as well and i do i actually do love that monthly challenge concept because it can be as dara said overwhelming at times for people to try do so many things and they think like i have to change my whole life like it's just like just do something for 30 days and see if you can stick at it and then reassess from there so i think that's a great great advice and um I was say that. I'm actually doing my own challenge, monthly challenge as well, but it's not really a physical thing. It's more of a, well, it's just for myself. So this month was January, sorry, it's February, 1st of February now, but January was radical self-love. So every day I was, no matter what happened or what I did, I never give out to myself. I was always like, you know, talking to myself with compassion and like self-love. So even if I did something wrong or I slept in, I was too tired I didn't be like fuck's sake why'd you sleep in I was just you know talking nicely to myself and I actually did make a difference I noticed towards the last week or so near the end of the month I was way more like just nicer to myself I suppose um so I think you know I can't remember what I'm doing this month I need to check radical, it out radical honesty wasn't it I think that's March I don't really want to do that one but um that'd be a hard one but um it would be hard because sometimes yeah. we think we're being honest mm. and you nearly have to look at yourself again and say, am I actually? Because there's there's honest and then there's what you want to be true. Mm. You know, it's like really looking at that can actually be quite difficult even to do in your own head by yourself. Yeah, you know? you, even if you're not to open your mouth about it or whatever it be, like yeah. it's, it is it is a hard thing. Um, but yeah, I think as you were saying there, like, you know, even positive self-talk, like you're like you've done there in January because it's so easy to like you said if you slept in the morning like that's someone's whole day ruined like essentially mm. whereas if you're just like ah fuck it look it's grand it's not the end of the world didn't hurt anyone I'm a few minutes late behind whether it's going to work or whatever it is that you have to get done and I think uh, that alone as a practice like is mm. is incredibly beneficial to everyone like you know definitely not easy question. yeah so I have a question that I usually ask and it's what is your definition of success? Ooh, big one. Big one. Um, 
quite definition of success. I guess is being happy in myself. Yeah, to be honest, being happy in myself. I've chased many other successes. I've chased, I've chased the game, but being at peace and yeah, being at peace in myself really is is to me success. You know, because money's as we spoke, like money's money's money, but it's not going to do much for you. And um, but having that peace inside myself is probably the biggest thing that I chase that I that I'd like to have in my life because when I have that then everything else is gonna flow a lot easier. Yes, it's we get such so many answers like that now. It's peace so, is peace is a huge one like that people want. It's just that peace in themselves. Mm. Like like you said, if you if you have that it doesn't really matter what else is going on. And it, you know it's like I think that's why the so go back to the breath wave again that's it just i think roland's words as well when he's talking he just kind of allows you to gives you permission to stop and be at peace he's like you don't have to do anything you don't have to think about anything you don't have to achieve anything today just be with your breath and then you're like ah so i think it's sometimes we just need someone to give us permission to stop and to not stop. To not feel guilty for taking yeah. that time for yourself and not feel guilty for stopping because mm. what I know is like you're saying there, I don't know, do you remember that first lockdown when when everybody actually obeyed the rules and everything was closed and we didn't go anywhere? Yeah. That was the first time, do you, I don't know if you had this now, but it was the first time where you could wake up every day and do what you wanted because yeah. guilt-free. Mm. it was a mad feeling now I don't particularly ever want it again in that way but it was I did appreciate it at the time I was like this has never happened in probably ever mm. yeah. yeah yeah that was incredible like it was like summers when you're a teenager you know like there's nothing to do nowhere to go yeah no one can know you whatever it might be and yeah it is it is uh, that was an exceptional experience and like those are the times that done a lot for me you know to give it nearly, as you said, it was nearly a permission essentially for me to to not worry, stress, or panic over anything. But yeah, again, I think bring it back like to what Roland says: it's getting that permission to just be okay with wherever you are and whoever you are. Like, and I guess without peace, like the world is so busy that, like we've already spoken about, you know, you can be chasing everything and anything and everyone. But like, it's only when you're okay in yourself because we all give out energy, you know, like a level of energy. Like if you're stressed, everyone around you is going to feel that, you know? And so I think when you're at peace with yourself, that only extends out to everyone. I know when I'm at peace with myself, it extends to my wife, it extends to my daughter, like, and everyone around me, you know? And I think, yeah, I think it's definitely for me, the, the most important. Beautiful. Definitely. One more question, Kevin. If you could give one bit of advice to your younger self when you were, say, 15, 16, what would it be? Mm. There's some banger of questions, lads. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't worry. Because I spent and wasted a lot of time 
worrying about everything, whether it's what people think about me, what I'm going to do next, how I'm going to make money, whatever. It's always worrying about making the right decision, essentially. Um, but I feel as long as you're doing the thing that you're passionate about, that you care about, and you're turning up as a good person every day, that like the things that the things that are meant for you won't pass you, you know. And I think when you it's when you stress and all that, that that's what brings on different different worries again, like you know. But I think for me, not worrying because I definitely spent far too long wasting time with that. Lovely, yeah. If we could all just remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Like I think that the the worries will come. It's just realizing them, like being aware of it, that bring yourself back to the present. Yeah, and I think it's like an an addiction to the suff addiction to suffering, as they say in the, the Mexican shamans or whatever. Yeah. That we have this addiction to suffering, and it is almost like this addiction to worrying and like like you know. You need something to worry about all the time. As you said, you're addicted to the kind of stress as well. So it's just realizing, wait, I don't actually have to worry because everything I've worried about before has just worked out all right in the end, or like in some ways. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's like, like worry snowballs as well. You don't just worry about one thing. You start on one thing and then there's 10 other things come up. And then 20 minutes later, you're in a heap, like stress out of your mind. And like, you know, it's something that I've just learned over time is just to kind of catch yourself in that moment when you feel those kind of, when you do start to worry, there's always kind of like same thoughts or emotions or feelings come up in your body. And like, I'm a big believer that we hold stress and worry in our body in different areas. But when you can feel that coming up, that you just catch it there and you just tell yourself, well, take a second. It's all good. Like me worrying about this isn't going to make anything better. You know, like me realizing that this will be fine it's all going to work itself out in whatever manner that I choose to deal with it. But as long as I'm conscious in that moment and prevent it from snowballing, then that, like, once you ingrain that pattern and you can catch yourself in that awareness, and you're, once you're aware of it, then you have a much better, I'm going to use the word control, but I don't, it's not control, you have a lot more consciousness or whatever it might be. And when you can do that, then you're starting to, like, it's a lot of Joe Dispenza stuff. Then you're changing your brain patterns, like you know. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Rather than just leaving the take on, because when when it snowballs, it's a it's a hard one to stop. Like, mm. and then over time, I suppose, yeah. Once you change those brain patterns, it's not going to naturally trigger as often because you'll be more likely to think about the positive outcomes rather than worrying about the negatives. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, worrying about it isn't going to make it better. You know, I used to I used to think if I worried about a particular situation enough, whether it's an event or whatever coming up. If I kept worrying about it, it was like I nearly earned the right for it to go well, if that makes sense. Yes. You know? Um, and that's just the mindset I had around things rather than just knowing that it can, it's still going to go well regardless of whether I worry about it. Mm, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Kevin, if anybody wanted to contact you or reach out, how would they get in touch? Um, generally, Instagram or Facebook are probably... Uh, the handiest ways to get a hold of me um, and that's just Kevin underlore, underscore Lynch underscore coach on, uh, on both essentially and yeah it's probably the handiest way for me to websites on route cheers Kevin well look thanks very much for coming on thoroughly enjoyed the chat and um, 
Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, lads. Awesome. Someday for a workout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, boys. And much appreciated, lads. Much appreciated reaching out and very happy to have a chat with you. Yeah. Cheers, Kevin. Pleasure, man.